Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well, uh, give website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Oh, gracious Father in heaven, we come again, thanking you for your many blessings, things that we don't deserve, Lord, but we thank God that you see to bless us anyhow. Oh, Lord, without you, there would be no us. We thank you for allowing another week to go by. Uh, we ask you to bless us this new week coming up, Lord, give us new power, favor, strength. Give us new mercies and new benefits, Lord. And the word of God says, Lord, we stand on your promises awaiting what you have for us oh god we love you right now we lift up your name and we ask you to bless everyone under the sound of my voice bless this weak feeble servant of my of i that you may use me lord for instrument of your kingdom now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my in thine sight oh my savior my redeemer in jesus the christ's name we pray Amen. In our series uh, this week, we're picking up the series rather again. Uh, let's get it together. Still dealing with the book of Acts chapter 2 this week, verses 37 uh, through 41. Next week, we'll wrap up chapter 2. We hope you are reading along and uh, keeping up in your Bible uh, before we gather together for the podcast. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. I'll be reading the CSB translation, whatever translation you have. We ask that you um, read along. Here, Peter, again, we're still in the day of Pentecost. Peter's preaching. This is toward the end of the sermon. And Peter, Peter says this. Dr. Luke writes this as... Peter's sermon comes to an end. He said, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, each of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you and your for your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. 
Verse 40, with many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, Be saved from this corrupt generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized in that day. About 3,000 people were added to them. Uh, just want to tag today's sermon again in this series. Let's get it together. Title for smart sermonic notes for this week are, are is is there something the church can do now? Is there something the church can do now in this day and age? The term being woke has become the activity of choice. Now, what everyone is woke about is a topic of discussion and conversation. Some are woke about social injustice. Some are woke about ongoing racism and inequality. Some are woke about the political upheaval that has encompassed our country. Woke is a state of being or becoming aware. In keeping with the theme of woke, some of us have just become aware or woke in our relationships. Some of us have become aware or woke in our family dynamics. Some of us have just become woke in our praise and worship to God. As a matter of fact, can I drop this on you real quick? Since he woke us up this morning and started us on our way, we should be aware that he didn't have to do it, but since we are woke, we should give him glory for all he has done. If somebody's in the room with your wave at your neighbor and say, I'm woke, but by the goodness of God. In our text, Peter brought this woke attitude to the crowd where he was making known to them the actions and sacrifice of one Jesus Christ. Peter was bringing enlightenment and illumination to those who did not quite understand. Now, this crowd, mind you, can I put a sidebar here? This is crowd. Some had all been a part of the crowd before that yelled, crucify Jesus. This is some of the crowd that is now in Pentecost, at Pentecost, not because they were wanting to be uh, counted as a member of the church. They wanted to see what was going on. And in that like some of us today, and that like some of the people that you know, they turned from where they were, had a stance, and now they come to see what else they can see. Some folk just go around with whatever's going on at the moment. Some folk just flip-flop. Some folk just never come to an understanding of whatever I do, whatever I'm doing, uh, has an effect 
on whoever and whatever I'm around. And they had been from one crowd yelling, crucify Jesus now. Here they are at Pentecost. And as the Bible clearly states, sometimes we have to get off the notion we being the Christians of the Christian faith have to sometimes wonder that we can't change people. Some people are just going to be who they are. And it takes the power of the Holy Spirit. Look in the text. This is what's going to happen. First, we see hearing with conviction. Peter preached to it cut their hearts. <laughs> see, quit trying to worry that you got to change folk and just keep people in the, keep Jesus on the minds of people and the lips of people. You don't need to be concerned with the saving. Jesus will save them. So here they are, Peter, preaching with conviction. The New Testament uses this cut. I believe my study and said the only time uh, in the New Testament this particular word of usage of cutting is pertaining to it pierced their very heart message became quite clear. CSB said it pierced to the heart, so much so that the brothers asked, brothers said, if you read the text, 37 said, what should we do? That's the way after people have met Jesus and you have supplied them with some information and knowledge of who Jesus is and what they should want to, what should we do? And I'm going to come up on that again at the end because that's the question we're still asking as the church. That's the question we're still asking as uh, members of the church of Christ. What should we do? And we've been given the mandate, if I may interject right in here, the mandate of making disciples and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and that's what we should do. We should be about the Father's business. They were pierced so much so that they asked, what should we do? John Calvin wrote that the mind is overwhelmed with horror and it runs to God. Oscar Wilde wrote, there can be no genuine conversion without genuine conviction and remorse. See, first, we got to come to an understanding that we can't continue in what we're in. The conviction is there to help change the direction in which we are headed. We have to change from where we are in life to a new place in life, and the new place is called Jesus Christ. See, you cannot be at peace with God if you are still being convicted and ignoring your convictions. <laughs> Priest Pastor Mac, I'm doing the best I can. I ought to say that again. There is no peace with God if you're ignoring convictions and doing whatever you want to do. Conviction is the emotional distress and fear experienced because of guilt. The reason a lot of sinners 
not shame or not a lot of Christians not living right because they have filled themselves or their lives with things and they feel no guilt about whatever it is they have been doing. Oh, brothers and sisters, beloved, we have to understand that without God, we can't have it any other way. Can't have two masters, as as they would say, as Big Mama used to say. You can't serve two gods. And the conviction comes so that you might see whatever it is that's going wrong in your life. Recognize that something is not right with us, that something is out of place, and you are convicted to change your behavior. See, true hearing involves understanding and deep conviction and desire to change. Yes, yes, there's a desire to change. There should be some fear in conviction. You ought to be scared to keep living the same way you've been living. <laughs> you should, there should be some fear in your can be a fear that you don't change because if you keep doing the same thing, that means that you are on your way to hell. <laughs> Without salvation, that's where we are. That's what that's where that's where we going. I know a lot of folk don't talk about it, don't uh preach about it, but hell is a real place. If you're not careful, you allow the devil to Instead of you worshiping Jesus, you allow the devil to kill your joy. Instead of loving on Jesus, well, you allow the devil to let, put in your mind to hate the things of God. Instead of serving Jesus, you will, we allow the devil to stop us from coming to church. <laughs> That's where the conviction comes in to help us, to undergird us, to Get us out of whatever we're in so that we can appreciate what God has done for us. And secondly, Peter, verse 38, replied, repent and be baptized. Each of you in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what you can do. For the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, secondly, there's a calling with a warning. Yeah. Calling with a warning. It's repentance, this baptism, this forgiveness of sins. This repentance is important. After the conviction, the com repentance comes in because you have taken on whatever it was you were convicted of, and now you want to be forgiven. And a lot of us need to check our inventory. Anyway, because we, we, we need to do some intellectual repentance. We thought we were smarter than God. We need to do some emotional repentance. That we don't need to feel what God has been doing for us. And volitional uh, repentance. Just meaning relating to the use of one's will. And all that wrapped up in repentance covers all of that. But sometimes when we repent, we don't give up all those things. We 
sometimes still have a lack. Uh, we try to hold on to certain parts of our lives that we don't want to give over to the Lord. As I stated before, the crowd was comprised of several from the previous crowd that had gathered to say crucify him. <laughs> but here they are in the crowd, started out trying to be nosy, just gathering for the sake of gathering, but here we are, they get convicted and it's piercing their heart. Peter says, be baptized, repent and be baptized. Baptism is just an outward show of obedience. Baptism is the result of salvation, not, uh, does not precede salvation, but it is an evidence that you have become a born again believer. Oh, brothers and sisters, that, that's what uh, the church can do right now. Is there something the church can do? Yeah, we need to be telling the dying world about Jesus and that he is still alive. The warning is if you don't give your life to Christ, that you will perish and be on your way to hell. Oh, my brothers and sisters, that was the day of Pentecost. That was the day Peter uh, stood up, preached, so that they could hear with conviction. Preached so that there was a calling with a warning. And then finally, my brothers and sisters, lest I Hold you to long. Receiving with obedience. Oh, my brothers and my sisters. Verse 30, verse 40, 41. Uh, merely states what Peter was trying to get them to understand. With many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, Be saved from this corrupt generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized. And that day about 3,000 people were added to the church. So be saved from this corrupt generation. Brothers and sisters, that is what the church can do now. We can help a dying world become informed about a man named Jesus. We can have a Pentecost up in here where folk are saved through the preaching of the word. Because things happen when you preach Jesus. Things happen when you preach the uncompromising word. And when you hear the word of God. And they talk about, the preacher talk about the forgiveness of sins. 
There is something that happens when you hear the word of God. And I don't know how you've been reacting to the word of God. And I don't know how you've been perceiving your life if you don't know Jesus in a part of your sins. But let the record reflect now that Jesus already has it planned. That if you become saved and sanctified, that it was already his plan for your life. Quit running from the Lord calling you. Don't let people, places, and things keep you from salvation. And as all Peter said, when they asked him, what shall we do? You need to be saved, baptized, and born in the Spirit. And that's all we need to do in this life is that sometimes life will get hard, life will get heavy, life will run you over and run you under, but just keep focus on Jesus and all he's done for you, keep your eyes on Jesus and he will work it out for you. Matter of fact, what has he done for you lately? As what we ask sometimes. Because we tend to forget all he's done. You need to get woke in the spirit. Because he's made your life better. And he made your life brand new. Yes, he has. If you're in Christ, you are a new creature. If you're in Christ, he'll work it out for your good and his glory. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say yes. Say yes. I believe in Jesus. And I believe he died rose again on the third day, and he now sits at the right hand of the Father. I believe he ascended up to heaven, and he'll one day, one day, come back again, and we'll go with him to another place called heaven. One of these old days, it will all be over, no more crying, no more lying, no more dying. One of these old days, yes, we're going to see King Jesus, and he told us he's coming back again. Don't you believe that now, whatever you're going through? He said he would return, and that's good news today. Is there something the church can do now? Tell the folk about Invitation Jesus. is extended now. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, if you would like 
to get to know him better uh, and get saved allow him to come into your life simply say this prayer Jesus I need you in my life I believe you died and rose again on the third day I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future if you said that prayer uh, is as simple as ABC accept believe and commit if you did that we would love to hear from you you may contact us through our email get praise on at house of pp.org or you may go simply to our website www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ we love you to life we look forward to hearing from you thank you again for listening to our podcast we hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us bless you God bless you County Line, we love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you and we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out.